Hi everyone, welcome to episode 18 of SAMA. SAMA is when we invite an expert on board to talk about their area of expertise. This week we're lucky to have Masaki Miyagawa back again with us to talk more about uh, the energy body, crystals and energy tools. Um, thank you for accepting our invitation back, Masaki. Glad to be back. Um, and tell me, um, what is body energy? Well, uh, uh, last time we were talking about how the energetics plays a big key. In fact, uh, it's fundamental, and in my opinion, the energetics actually precedes the 3D body or the physical, you know? The, thing, the only thing is with the energy, um, to many people it's not as apparent, and some of these energies are literally invisible to our, you know, to the visual spectrum. But uh, everyone has had that experience where they had an intuition or a feeling, their gut feeling, right? Oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Oh, that, that guy was no good, but they second-guess themselves. So you're reading energy all the time, you know? Uh, it's more than just the micro-expressions or whatever. There's, there's information available to us at all times. So... Uh, one of the things when you're talking about health and the energy body is that we have our physical body and sometimes we have symptoms come up and so forth physically. But we also have an energy body. So to some people this, this might seem kind of, uh, you know, very new agey. But what does Chinese medicine rely on but an understanding of the meridians and the energetic system right and uh, I actually learned through the hermetic or Western system you know I, I studied about 10 years ago for one full year about um, clairvoyant technique you know cleaning energy balancing yourself and so forth interestingly enough you know they talk about the chakra points, the energy points along the spine. And basically, what I've seen is that we're all working with the same framework, but depending if you're you know, coming from Ayurvedic, the Indian Vedic system, or Chinese medicine, or so forth, they might have a little different terms or spin on it, but you're basically dealing with the same framework, right? So... Um, as far as the, the energy body, we have what you call your so-called aura, right? That's actually an energetic field. And it's a lot of times people will say like, oh, it's an egg-shaped field around your body, right? Actually, it's a, it's a toroidal shape. It's like a donut, but it, it is kind of like an egg shape, but it's actually a toroid. And the strongest point is it starts in the heart center. This is very interesting. Uh, this might explain why the Egyptians, when they did their mummification, they, they just threw the brain away. But they put the heart in the Coptic jars. They saved that. So, you know, not only is the heart um, like an electric, electrical charge center, but it, it also has this, this the scalar 
or kind of an orgone field in a in a toroid shape around your body like this, which is exactly the same as the magnetic field of the Earth, and it's the same as the as the universe, like the galactic spin and all this. It's it's we're all it's it's all holographic, right? So everything is represented in every part, no matter where you want to look. Isn't it funny the Egyptians just throw away the brain? Or what's this great stuff? We don't need that. Right. Well, there's even been people that have been in severe accidents where they have very little brain left, but they still have the brainstem, and they're still walking around. So that tells you there's a lot more going on than just what's in the brain, right? Mm. Um, for the, the energetic system of the body, a lot of times you're going to hear the chakra system. So for people that are into yoga and they've already into a uh, holistic field, this is probably nothing new, no, not a new term or new information, but I'll kind of go through the basic chakra system very quickly, right? So the chakras, they're actually energy vortexes. The, there's seven main points along the spine. We actually have chakra points, thousands of chakra points on every joint. But the, there are seven main ones along the spine. So uh, you have your crown or the top of the head. That's seventh. And interestingly enough, each chakra point is associated with a different color. And it follows the light spectrum. So that might also tell you why they talk about light body, right? Mm. It's, it's like a frequency band. So the top is crown, seventh. That's typically associated with your higher so-called spiritual connection, but this is like the higher energies, right? You have the sixth, which is third eye. It's basically right here, and it's projected by the pineal. This is like a vestigial eye. So it's not, it's in, in the esoteric, it's not just connected to seeing, but it's connected to seeing these so-called invisible energies or the energetic world, the third eye vision, right? The so-called psychic vision. Uh, you have the, and this would be purple. The crown would be white, or some people say ultraviolet. Uh, fifth is the, this right here at the voice box, and it's connected to communication. So that would, and the color is blue. And interestingly, if you have a blockage, right? We talked about like the whole concept of Chinese medicine before, Wilhelm Reich also applied this to his orgone theory. If you have a blockage, as above, so below. So energetically, if you have a blockage somewhere in the body, that will manifest, if you let it run long enough, in some kind of physical manifestation. So uh, people that are, let's say, hands-on healers, or people know about Reiki and so forth, can perceive the energetic level or if there's blockages in certain parts of the body. Say somebody had a blockage at the throat chakra, right? Well, they may have more throat conditions or have difficulty speaking more than a, another person because there's actually an energetic block there. And just like the spooky remote, right? Uh, it takes like four times longer, four plus times longer than contact mode. So it takes a while for that energy to set in. But same thing energetically, you have a, a, a point in your body that's off balance. You let that run long enough, that is going to manifest in a disease. 
Now, it's not a problem. We can clean it out. But, you know, it's something to consider that, say, mainstream medicine doesn't really talk about. How important mm -hmm. is it, Masaki, um, that people are aware of the um, different energies that are around us? You were saying before um, permissions, how if, if one does nothing, one can still um, be in danger and be under the influence of Right, and that's your lesson. And that, you know, it's actually very important. The, the more the time goes forward, we are moving out of the so-called, let's say, archetypally. We're moving out of the Piscean age into the Aquarian age of the air sign, which is all about virtual, right? I DJed for many years, and say like 15 years ago, I also worked with the record label here in L.A. 15 years ago, we were laughing at the people talking about the digital DJing, like, no way, man. It's, it's, that's not, that's not legitimate you know the real DJs use vinyl it's physical it's been here for decades well look at today everybody's using you know that there is still a quality that I love about you know touching the records and so forth but practically most people it's easier to carry your your crate on a USB stick right right or digital DJing and so forth and that's going to happen with a lot of things. It's going to happen with the money. We see the cryptocurrencies, digital currencies coming in, right? Every, the age of Aquarius is about going to more of a mental realm or an energetic realm. But that also means that just like today where things, where clashes and problems happen on the 3D level, they are still going to happen, but it's going to be on an energetic level, a mental level. You know, so not only do you have to be more aware of energies, but uh, this is the realm of psychic attack. It's the a realm of mind war, what they call hybrid war, fourth dimensional warfare, where there's psychic driving through the social media and so forth. You know, so it's like, uh, like I said before, the level of the game has moved up. So there's, there's great possibilities in a positive way. There's the spooky too, the scalar remote, there's healing, um, new ways of, you know, of agriculture, uh, healthier people, healthier crops, and so forth. But there's also the other aspect that you're basically moving into a new sphere. And if you're not aware of the rules of the game or the structure that you're moving into, then, you know, you might have some hard lessons but it's nothing to be afraid of but that we, but but basically just understand we're moving into a new environment I would say that yeah. you know? so um, I was talking about the fifth chakra color uh, blue located at the throat below that is the the heart center it's uh, uh, green color is green so the heart chakra is connected to kind of your place in the world, how you see yourself in the world, but also the unconditional brotherly connection, brotherly love for, you know, the connection with people. Then below, so right here is kind of the division. You're going to, from the heart center, then let's say, then it's the lower three chakras. This is where I see a lot of uh, problems pop up. So below the heart, solar plexus that's third chakra 
color is yellow, right? Um, so here it's it's a literal nerve center. You know, in martial arts, they teach you, you know, if you punch somebody real hard, center of the chest, they're they'll probably be winded and have a lot of problems because this is the power center right here, right? Mm. You go below that to for men, it would be right below the belly button. Or for women, it would be the womb. Second chakra, color is orange. Okay, uh, second chakra rules emotions, creativity, and sexuality. And this, see, the also you see this a lot, like saying in the qigong or Chinese system, they call uh, dantian, or Japanese say hara or uh, uh, tendan. What's a dantian? We call it hara. I forget what it's like. It's like a reversal of the Chinese. How you say the the second chakra in Japanese? Uh, it's tanden, tanden in Japanese. But basically, this is a key center. And then you move down first chakra, root chakra, which is all the basic uh, animal needs, like shelter, food, you know, basic health. And you can see that it follows directly like a rainbow, like the light spectrum. But I want to mention these, these lower three chakras I see uh, because, you know, we're, we're very much 3D based, right? So I see a lot, you'll see a lot working with people with these lower three. And uh, there's, a, there's such a thing called uh, energy vampirism, okay? Because... We, we know about somebody could run up to you and take your wallet, right? But a lot of people are not conscious of the fact that energy can be drained off also. And we've all experienced this because there's just some people, and most times it's subconscious that, especially healers, because archetypally, like when I do the numbers, and I'm, <laughs> I'm one of these people, boundaries, because... Uh, people that are very giving, and there's certain kinds of people of a, of a counseling nature that uh, I will often have people come to me. They may not even really know me that closely, but they'll reveal things. They'll try to get things off their shoulder because it's, it's therapeutic for them. Wow. But then you might end up feeling drained, so you always have to maintain a balance. And there's some people that will just do this continually, and this is called energy vampirism right? It's because one person is draining energy off another. But what you'll also see is what they call courting, okay? This is where you have two people and one will, this is an aspect of energy vampirism. They will shoot or connect an energetic cord into the other person. And usually it's going to be the third chakra power center and the second chakra which is the emotional so this could be uh, your partner romantic relationship or at workplace with a boss or co-workers and basically they're pulling you off balance right emotionally they'll throw little things verbally at you and try to push you off balance and it's like this it's like a marionette right so th this is why it's important to be conscious of energy because Everything is about permission, and it's also about uh, being balanced because the more 
that you do your self-healing, balance your energy, right? Then you're closing off these uh, energetic cracks or holes in your, your energetic field. So just like the, uh, say, you always felt lesser than or you had some self-conscious things as a child, right? Then when you get older, then people that know you well enough and they're trying to throw you off balance, they may say something and that's going to kind of trigger you and you're going to feel off balance, right? But the more that you do your self-healing and everything, you're, you're, you're energetically stronger and people kind of have a, an animal sense that kind of test your boundaries. And once they feel like, oh, this guy, he can't really be pushed over, they're going to move on to somebody else, you know. And also, disease goes to your weakest point. So I and many people had a lot of second chakra problems, and that's all emotional, right? So I had a lot of digestive problems because where does that go? It goes from the tongue to the throat down to your stomach and your gut, and that's where all the emotions are stored, right? So uh, you may also see this with women they'll have a lot of reproductive problems like the cancer in the breasts or the ovaries. Well, that's because that, those areas are also connected to second chakra. And, you know, women are naturally more emotional and they retain a lot more emotions, positive and negative. So it's, it's all the more important to clean those things out because the old boyfriend from 15 or 20 years ago or something one of your family members said is still there. And if you don't clean it out, again, simple con concept of Chinese medicine or the orgone, it's becoming a block. And after decades, that becomes a physical disease. So this is, it's a simple concept, but again, uh, there's a framework to it. So I think that it would be very beneficial for people to start looking into these things, you know, and you don't have to believe me, but this is, uh, these are modalities that have existed for thousands of years. And like many people, I had my own health challenges. So that kind of forced me into looking deeper into these things, basically to help myself out. And so these are the blockages, the chakra blockages that you're referring to before. Are these right? Yeah. Okay. The, um, and there are simple ways to – basically, you can, you can help yourself out by going from two directions. Physically, using things like a spooky, like clearing your body out, eating better, physical exercise. But then energetically, from the other side, cleaning your energy out, you know? And there's three – uh, common things that I think everybody should do. One is grounding, and this would be done through visualization. Okay, if just like a home home electronics would have a little ground on the bottom, right, keeps it from being overloaded. Uh, our energy body can be ground the same way, and you visualize grounding your energy to the center of the earth. Especially for people that are, and probably a lot of your followers, they may be um, more, 
I don't know if you want how to explain it. <laughs> I guess I'll just say psychic channel. They're very intuitive. They actually pull in more energy than the average person. So it's very important for those people to do these grounding exercises because you're, it, it lets the excess energy drain off and then they don't get nervous or overloaded. Two would be running energy or moving the energy through your body. And this would also be done through visualization because, you know, connecting to the thought form and, you know, we're talking about the radionics and manifestation last time. If you in your mind's eye can visualize something happening, it is happening. You are moving the energy. It's simultaneous. So grounding, running energy, which basically it's like keeping your channels clean, right? If you're visualizing it and you'll probably see that certain areas are kind of dark, sticky, or they're blocked up. But if you can do these exercises, then uh, you're going to have a clean system. And then the last one would be cleaning your energy or the so-called chakra cleaning, you know. And the more you do this, it's like riding a bike. It just becomes natural. And it becomes free, too, because you don't need any tools. It's just you. You know, so uh, those are three things that um, it, it's not only the basis of good energetic health, but it's also the foundation for manifestation, for um, you could say clairvoyant technique. I, I've I had some classes before, but I'm mainly focusing on pyramids right now because. Uh, just like time difference and things like that. If I only have a couple people, it's really difficult. <laughs> but this can be learned in, I would say, a couple weeks. You can do it. And then it lasts the rest of your life. And, you know, the example, I think I might have given this example last time. But most people, I would hope, they shower or bathe regularly, right? Oh, well, how many people... Once a month with our need to <laughs> <laughs> well, that's still better than the, what the people are doing energetically because how many people on this planet have ever cleaned their energy? Almost nobody. So these people are stinking to high heaven. Their energy is terrible. And all they, but the thing is that they were never taught. You know? And um, it's also uh, self-empowerment. This is probably also why it's not emphasized in our culture. Because once you start doing this, you you become more of an alpha and you start trusting yourself and remember i was saying the common thing i see the the creative human being the negative side of of the creativity and the being so emotional is they're too self-critical and they're too hard on themselves but the more that you balance yourself out you start uh, writing more on your positive aspects and that's very self-empowering and you're literally taking your things in your own hands right so how uh, how can you uh, cleanse yourself from psyche spiritually how can you do that well like I like I said um, one is just the intention but then when you combine intention with technique that's powerful okay. so I would say you know do these basic uh, you know, there's different schools like Qigong. They do a very similar thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, you know, grounding. 
running energy and then the chakra cleaning. Okay. If, if, peop if people see this and they want to contact me, I'll, I'll send them the first basic one, which is just the grounding. I think that's very important. That's another thing. A lot of these new agers, they're so floaty and up in the sky, they're not grounded in the 3D. You know, they're like, oh, it's, it's love and light and, you know, Archangel Michael. And they're like, hey, come back. You're <laughs> floating away, you know. That's another thing, too. We move into the Aquarian age. It's going to become very virtual and very mental because Aquarius is an air sign. So it's all up here. But we're still fully incarnated in 3D bodies. So if you're not grounded and rooted, then you're going to kind of like become disconnected from the earth. You know, and then that, then that can play into, you know, playing these like fallout games and, you know, online gaming 24 seven and virtual reality when you're forgetting like, Oh, we're, we're here on planet earth, you know? So again, it's just balance. You know? It's an interesting point you make there, Masaki. I was just thinking recently when I come to work, look at all these people walking around they're, they're not looking where they're going they're not aware of their surroundings it, whether it's mm -hmm. crossing the road in a busy uh, through pr busy traffic or whatever because they've got the phone in front of them and they're looking at the phone and that's, right. that is their virtual reality well th this is why it's important to you know in any age it's important but especially where we're going now you can't believe just the surface level now, we know that with news and media, there's always something behind it. But yeah. you can just look at the uh, Facebook and the social media and so forth, the, the, the psychic driving of the meme, right? Who controls the meme controls the world, right? A lot of people, they'll start saying things, and they don't even realize that's not even your idea. You just saw that, you know, and I can see it like day after day. It's a different story, but it has the same uh, meaning behind it, you know? So it's programming, and the basis of controlling people's thoughts is repetition. You know, see, I'm I grew up in L.A., born and grown in L.A. Right? Entertainment, Hollywood, and advertising agencies—it's a common thing that we grew up with here. I even worked at a place that we call it the copy, which is like the text that goes on like commercial products, like. People don't realize this is all manufactured. So when you pick up a box of cereal off the shelf and you look at it, everything that's written on there was actually decided on and put on there. And that includes movies and everything. So it's all kind of artificial in a way. It doesn't have to be bad, but a lot of people, they, they never even thought about that. You know, It's not organic. It was, it's, it's made to sell you something or shift your mind in a certain way. So you can't really take the surface level you have to look at the energetic level you know or it's 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 something it's another tool in your toolbox that's very advantageous to have in the time we're moving into and i think also it's something that once people start doing these things like grounding cleaning their energy you know using energy tools um looking at different situations you know, with the third, with the second site and so forth. I don't, I don't even really think about it. You know, I just do it all the time. And I think people that are thinking it's something new or, you know, oh, we're special. We're, we're ascending to the next level. 
that means you're already putting it outside yourself. You know, it's just another mode of operation. It's just the age we're moving into. And so you, somebody comes to you on the surface level, they didn't see anything obviously that was off, but you look at them and their energy is terrible. You're like, no, I'm going with somebody else, you know? That's just how it is. So, Can we talk a bit about crystals and the uh, energy tools that you can mm -hmm. use? Um, how, how you can use crystals? Sure. Well, you know, I use crystals in the, the orgone pyramids, and that's for a reason, because anybody that deals with stones and crystals, the quartz crystal, it's like the go-to because it has so many uses. So I have a quartz crystal pyramid. Isn't I got this beautiful? one in Brazil. Yeah. This is pretty heavy too. That but, is one uh, solid crystal. Yes, yeah, so it's yeah, it's carved. It's one solid piece. Wow. So, what are some of the things about quartz? Well, it has a high energy, you know. Um, so, if you had like a bag of quartz, even quartz chips, you had a like a kilo bag, and you put it next to your head, you're gonna have the same feeling as if you had a strong orgone pyramid there because it's a very high energetics. That's one. Two, it's programmable. It, it's like a solid, the original solid state chip, you know? So it can retain information. We've even heard stories about the crystal skulls, you know, the ancient crystal skulls. Well, guess what? All, all quartz is actually ancient. It's just that one has information and one doesn't. So if you had a newly carved crystal skull and you put it next to the so-called ancient one they say that the information will actually copy over it will start picking up the information from the other one you know so quartz can retain information and if you wanted to clear it out oh this is a vogel wand so this you know has the way it's cut the energy comes out in the beam at the tip but if you wanted to clear it then, you know, there's things that you can do, like put in the sunlight, or if you do energy healing with your hands, just like you would clear a person, you could just pull the energy off. And I use gold, gold light, the visualization. Gold's like a high energetics. And then with your mind's eye, you just imagine filling this with gold light, and then that's done. There's no more... Of the old, see, the, I was talking about the scalar energies. Uh, they imprint. This have a quality of imprinting on things. Mm -hmm. So that's why everything will kind of record who touched it, where it's been, and so forth, because it's that scalar information. So th this explains psychometry, where they say that you know a psychic touches something and they could tell you where it's been, who held it, and so forth. Well, it's not magic. This is science. It's the scalar wave. It's the orgone that, you know, that's the subtle quantum energy that leaves an imprint on it, you know. So uh, quartz is also an oscillator. It has a very regular uh, vibration so that it's a very harmonizing in that way. So this is also why I use it in, say, the orgone pyramids. But Quartz in general, if you wanted to do healing, meditation, and so forth, it's not that expensive, and it's, it's widely available, you know? So 
Yeah. Is bigger is bigger better? Like uh, for pyramid size, for example. Um, yeah, if you scale it up, it's going to be more powerful. Okay. Yeah. And there's there's other stones. So quartz would be one. Um, another one would be selenite. Uh, I have a selenite sphere here. So this is not that expensive, and it's basically you could see it's whitish. This kind of has a white light, very cleansing energy, and it's very high energetics. And uh, yeah, you can find these easily. Easily they'll be in um, in sticks, you know. So if you want to wand yourself, that really clears energy off. And you, they have uh, like a tower, kind of a cylindrical tower you can put on your bedstand. High energetic selenite. And another one is a black tourmaline. And black tourmaline, it, it's, oh, I should mention, it's always good to, you know, that whole idea of balancing. It's always good to pair certain stones. So like selenite is such a high, kind of like that white light energetics. I would pair it with a piece of black tourmaline that keeps you grounded, right? High energetics and the grounding. But black tourmaline, it's a natural heat sink. So it has a property of turning energy into heat. But this also includes so-called psychic energy. So people that are, you know, if you're in a work environment or around people that are very negative, the black tourmaline is very good. Also, people that are uh, very intuitive or sensitive to energies, black tourmaline, very good. Because some people, they naturally just pull in more information energetically. or It's always coming in 24-7. They can get overloaded. So I was saying before, you can do grounding exercises to drain that energy off, but also the black tourmaline is a black stone. If you look it up scientifically, they'll tell you it's a heat sink. But what they don't tell you is it also transmutes these subtle energies. So having a black tourmaline pendant or so forth is very good. And in esoteric, or say crystals and stones, color tells you a lot because color is a frequency. So if you want to do something associated uh, with a, a chakra point, you know, like, you know, the vision, you know, communication, blue. These are actually frequency bands. So different stones, it doesn't matter what the stone is because you'll have many blue stones. You'll have many green stones. These are actually associated with different energies energetically. But black tourmaline being black, black is always protection. And it's also grounding. The dark colors is grounding. So there's many, I would say black tourmaline is the king of protection stones because it, you can use it over and over, and it just uh, will just keep shielding. It's a shielding stone. So there's other stones such as like obsidian, which is basically black glass. It has a property that kind of bounces energy off, but the black tourmaline is like a black hole. It just sucks things in and drains it off, turns into heat. There's, there's also other stones like, say, malachite, which is a green stone. It's not black, it's green. But that will absorb energy, like negative energy, but at a certain point, you'll have to get rid of it because it's like it's just soaking it up and holding it. 
so it does not hit in your body. You know, so a lot of malachite is a popular stone that's been used in jewelry and so forth. It's green, and so negative energy, it'll basically it'll that stone will suck up that energy or shield it from hitting you. You know, but black tourmaline not that expensive. You can find it on eBay or maybe a local holistic shop. So those are three stones that you know I would look into. Quartz. Also the selenite. It's kind of like that high white light energetics. And then the black tourmaline. It's like a protection stone, grounding stone. Um, shungite absorbs radiation. Do we have to remove the radiation from that stone as well? Okay, so shungite is a black uh, carbon-based stone. There's only one deposit in the world, which is uh, on the western edge of Russia. I think it's next to maybe like Norway. It's 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 at the far tip of western tip of Russia. Shungite has a very high. It's very interesting because it's a black stone, but it's oh, I think I showed this last time. This isn't a shungite stone, but I use shungite powder to make this black pigmentation. Right? Shungite's interesting because it's the only black stone that I know of that is grounding. Because black is always grounding, but it has a uh, a high energetics too so it's like up and down at the same time and it also is a natural emf or electro smog shield so um to my knowledge you don't really have to clean uh the shungite okay though the only thing that i would do is like say you can make shungite water so every every month or two you can uh, well i actually do this you take the stones out, you clean them with baking soda, wash it off, and then you put it back in the decanter. Um, yeah. So, oh, also, I should mention, I was talking about this selenite. the selenite. Sel selenite will clean other stones also because the energetics are so high. You could place it next to other stones. Like, say, you, you, you wanted to clean off this wand, this quartz wand. You could put the selenite next to it. And there's also... You can, we could talk about stones all day, but there's another stone, uh, kyanite, the, like a blue kyanite, that also will clean other stones. So, you know, there's, there's so many stones out there, but those are just a couple that are widely available and you can benefit from easily. So, um, Can we move on to foods now and the energetic factor in foods? How important is it to be... Uh, weary of what one sure. eats. Well, you know, I think a lot of the food that we're eating today, we're just eating food-like substances and the shape of food, but it's not really food because when you're eating uh, food, right, of course you're getting the nutrients from it, and a lot of the soil is depleted out there, so you're actually not getting that much. It's almost, you know, like a sponge. You're eating an empty sponge. There's no minerals or anything in there. But the other thing is, is the life component, right? And we talked about this before. I had done uh, the plant experiment with the spooky radionics. And just from the extra scalar energy or the, the orgone energy imprinted on the seed, 
seeds one time for 45 minutes, the difference was like this after four weeks. We had the, the treated batch and the control, right? Four times bigger, much more vital. What was the difference? It was just the energetics. So having organically grown uh, vegetables and so forth, energetically, it, there is a difference. And, um, you know, it's interesting, too. One of the things that I've taught in my classes is to look at your food energetically. Because, see, this is all, it's all interrelated. So if you can start cleaning your own energy, you become aware, is it, is it, is it there a high energy potential or a low energy potential? Is there a blockage here or not? Then you can start looking at other people because it's the same thing. It's taking it one step abstract, right? Oh, this guy's energy is very low and so forth. But you can look at anything. You can look at your food. And if you look at a plate of food, typically the meat will look very heavy and dark. You know? And I think, you know, uh, meat will, because the animals are eating, all, it's a concentration, right? So they'll concentrate a lot of the pesticides and, and things more than just a vegetable, even if the vegetable has GMO or whatever, you know? So it's, it, the energetics of the food is really what makes a difference. And, you know, we've come to the point today where I won't name the name of the company because I don't want to give them any promo, but <laughs> some of the techies out here, who they're, they're very intelligent people, you know, but, but sometimes they're a little too left brain. So it's that kind of reductionist thinking, right? They're taking this uh, grayish powder that they mix into a shake, and it's kind of a meal replacement. And it's cheaper than buying regular food, right? So the, oh, also this company is proudly promotes the fact that they have GMO. They're, they have uh, billboards out here in LA. It says pro-GMO, if you can believe that. For those silly unscientific people that you know they don't want to take their gmos and their gray powder shake but they'll tell you well why don't i just eat this gray powder instead of a nice green salad or a red juicy apple because on the package it says it has all of the the daily recommended you know minerals in it it's the same right this gray powder and the nice green salad or the, the red juicy apple, it's the same, right? Obviously not, because what they're forgetting is the energy. You know, that's, that's the reductionist thinking. And if you go extreme, um, you know, overly logical, you know, I can't see energy. I just, the gray powder is the same as eating like a nice meal that your mom made. Well, that's on the road to the whole artificial intelligence and transhumanism realm. So, you know, it, it's very simple. It's just understanding the energy. Because if you're totally trapped in 3D, you're seeing a very limited slice of life, you know. Where can you go to get natural foods now? It's, it's getting harder and harder to find harder, yeah. stores that do stock food that has actually been grown on soil. Well, we have... Uh, we have farmers markets out here, but then also there's always a way, even if you were at the extreme where, you know, gee, I, I just can't find any at the supermarket. There, there's things you can do like sprouting. You can 
get seeds, sprout them. And you know the, the sprouted seed has more energy than just eating the dry seed itself. So you can sprout seeds. You can do the wheatgrass, which is basically the same thing. Uh, if you have a little property, I would suggest that you grow some small things like herbs, um, some things that you can add to supplement the food that you're getting from the supermarket, like uh, grow some lettuce. Um, if it's summertime, you can grow some tomatoes or whatever. But, you know, a lot of people, they don't have a space, but you can always do something. You can definitely do sprouting. That's easy to do. And then uh, juicing, you'll get a lot of nutrients out of there. Right. Um, what is Ormus? You've got, um, can you tell us a okay. bit about that? I'm, I'm not the super expert, but I have tr tried this, so that's why I mentioned I wanted to talk about it, right? So the Ormus, is, it's an acronym for Orbitally Rearranged Monatomic Elements, and they call this sometimes the white powder gold. But basically... They're elements typically in the platinum metal group. So they're kind of like mineral nutrients, but the difference is it has an energetic component. So it's kind of half in 3D and half energetic. And um, they say that, you know, the organic food, it actually has this. So you have to think. We know about the various nutrients and vitamins, but have you ever been told that there's energetic nutrients? It starts to make sense, right? <laughs> so uh, there's no like official source for Ormus, but typically it can be taken as a dry powder. It almost looks like a whitish ceramic powder. Or it can be in um, kind of a milky liquid. And I've taken this before. And if, if you're dealing with the right stuff, uh, it's subtle, but things get clearer, like you have more of a clarity, and to me, the colors, the visual colors got brighter for a short time. But it's basically, you know, if you wanted to get your Ormus, or your white powder gold, the organic fruits and vegetables actually have this, you know, and they say that this, this Ormus, it's it has superconductive properties, which is that whole quantum aspect, right? It has superconductive properties, but at room temperature. So that's something that people, I think, should look into if you're interested in, you know, supplements and so forth. And one thing that I've done, it's not exactly Ormus, but if you use rock dust, uh, volcanic rock dust, there's different brands and so forth. I use Azomite, but it has like 70 plus minerals in it. But vol volcanic rock is known to have uh, these, these Ormus minerals in it or the white powder gold. So if you put rock dust in your soil when you're gardening, automatically you're going to see like a doubling of the size of the plants and the the, veg the fruits and vegetables are going to be a lot sweeter, and they're going to they're going to taste a lot. They'll be more tasty. So. Because I guess they have the micronutrients, which people haven't really like right. 
come to terms with now. Well, well you know, fermentation too. F fermentation is known to release a lot of these uh, micronutrients and the ormus and so forth. So a lot of the traditional cultures, I mean, everybody knows kimchi, right? A lot of the – in Jap Japan too. People – many people have lived for thousands of years on pickles and rice and tea. So pickles, <laughs> fermentation. So a lot of the things in the traditional cultures, they, they were doing for a reason. You know, it kept you healthy. Right. Can we talk a bit about the holographic universe? You mentioned that as one of your topics you'd like to talk about, the uh, hyper-dimensional um, hyper symbols. And so oh, okay, right. Yeah. I was looking at my notes. I'm like, yeah, we're part of the holographic universe. Well, okay, so this is very interesting. Holographic universe. So the world doesn't really work, or it works a little bit differently than we were taught in school because we were talking about the radionics before. And as an example, you know, I think you're going to have Adam on from Burkana so he can really talk about this, but this is just some of the things that I've done right. Okay. Number one, it starts from your mind, right? So if you think something continually, and, but the thing is, is that, see, everybody's doing this anyway, but most people are self-limiting themselves or thinking negative thought patterns. So you're doing it all the time anyway. The difference is if you become aware of it, then you can start using it to your advantage, right? So if you're thinking something continually, eventually it's going to manifest because you're projecting that thought form or the scalar wave. You, the human beings actually are creators. So we produce scalar waves, right? We have this toroidal donut-shaped you know, aura coming out of our heart center, right? So, and that also explains to you why all the traditions are like, well, you should be open-hearted. Because if you're cold-hearted, you end up looking like these troll-like Rockefeller beings or whatever. And you become more regimented and robotic-like, right? And obviously, none of these bankers are very creative. But then you go to the other side where you have a strong energetic field and an open heart. Well, that's the ultimate creator, right? But um, so the first is just thinking something. Next, you write an intention down on a piece of paper, right? So you moved up a level. You can also, the alphabetic letters are actually based on runes. And the runic script, which is a, actually the Vedic script, the runic script, which, you know, the Vikings, a lot of people that they think Vedic Indian, actually pre-1000 AD, the Nordic peoples or the people considered the European peoples, they were Vedic also. A lot of people don't know that. So uh, the, the runes are hyperdimensional symbols. So alphabetic letters are based on runes. So that's where you get the sigil, right? The sigil is basically a so-called magical symbol, but it's a hyperdimensional symbol. So you take a phrase that you write, and then you make a symbol out of it. So it's actually more powerful than just the written intention. And shouts to Adam from Burkana because that's I learned that from him, really. And that's in the the spooky radionics manual. So people go look at those manuals because there's a lot of great information in there. And so yes. So you first thinking, then you can write an intention, 
then you can make a archetypal symbol, right? Because the the universe speaks in symbols. It doesn't usually speak directly, uh, like in a in a spoken language. It's all symbology and archetypes. So if you make a hyperdimensional symbol, an archetypal symbol out of the phrase you wrote, it's more powerful than just the written phrase, right? Then the the next level would be say, if you used a a copper tracing or something like that. A lot of the the Ayurveda and the Indian system, you'll see these sacred geometrical copper tracings, right? And then the next level after that is maybe you start getting into like a radionics type machine. Could be even a paper machine. And then, then you move up and it's like has dials, but you look at the back and there's no there's no electrical connection. This is why that, you know, a lot of these radionics machines were shut down like 50-something years ago because they looked at the back and they say, well, how does this thing even work? It's not even connected. Well, you know, you know how it works? Because it's not the machine. It's your mind. It's training the mind. It's tuning the thought form, right? And then, um, yes, so up to this point, I'm just talking about things coming from here, right? But then you can also start using like a witness with a DNA sample, the photograph that has a holographic imprint of the person. And then when you use scalar coils and an electrical input, now you've really boosted up. So it's like levels of leverage, right? But yeah, going, so going back to the sigils and the sacred geometrical patterns. So yeah, I was, I was talking about, you know, sigils, hyperdimensional symbols, holographic universe. You know, going back to this uh, pyramid frame, this doesn't even have anything in it, right? But it's using a certain ratio, right? Golden ratio. This is a Giza style. And you're connecting not just physical points, but energetically points. And there's been people that, say, um, have done studies just drawing. Now, this... <laughs> Leave this to the experts because, see, when you start dealing with sigils and so forth, you better know what you're doing. Because if you use a, if you, it's one thing if you write a phrase and you create your own sigil, but a lot of these things have been used by different groups through time. And if you use a sigil that somebody else created, you're continuing the intention of that other person. So you should always, you know, again, these are very powerful things. So, you know, Sometimes maybe just keep it simple and do your regular spooky stuff, but I'm talking about kind of the field, right? So, yeah, there's been um, studies where people had uh, some chronic conditions like hepatitis, and they drew with a marker pen a sigil, or I think they, in this particular case, it was a group involved in so-called biogeometry, but it's basically holographic universe and using sigils, right? They drew a symbol associated with a liver on a certain meridian point, and they were getting, uh, you know, it was more than half. It was something like incredible, like 80 or 90 percent difference in these people that had a chronic hepatitis condition. You're talking about improvements. Yeah, I think um, it was maybe even, you know, significant improvements, but that's using a pen marker 
right, writing a, a holographic symbol on a certain energetic point, a meridian point. That's pretty. So you could see that that these things are very powerful, but you know you have to know what you're doing too, because that's knowing which symbol is connected to which organ and which point to put it on. You know, but I'm just giving you an example that this holographic universe is based on symbols, right? It's based on thought form, and so that's why the Buddha said, "Right thought," because the worst is if you do something bad physically to somebody but you know we're thinking things all day so sometimes if you're thinking negative things even about limiting yourself that that it's a trend it's an energy so you have to be mind have uh, be mindful of your thought have right thought you know okay uh, yeah. one thing I'd like us to talk about is uh, order and harmony versus entropy and chaos right this is an interesting one so with energy there's only two directions higher orders of intelligence and basically it becomes like a crystalline structure or breakdown decay and entropy now you know this is you know if you're talking about like in a holistic system you can't just have building 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 that's like the fat American that just keeps eating right the, the Asians you know, New Year's, always clean house. So it's good to clear out. That's the, the breakdown, right? But in the world today, there are certain groups or mentalities that are just focusing on the entropic or the chaotic, right? So if you want to have a good holistic lifestyle, understand what it is to have order structure and a high energy potential. You know, so if you look at, say, anything that has a high energy, a lot of times it's going to involve that golden ratio, right? Even the human body, everything organic has this encoding of the phi or golden ratio, just like the, the seashell has a repeating spiral, the plant leaves. And your the human hand, you've seen Da Vinci's Starman or your human face. It's actually the same encoding as say a Giza pyramid and so forth. It's that phi ratio, right? And that's beauty. Okay. So another thing is, I'm not talking culturally, right? Everything can have an impression on you, just like the these scalar energies imprint so if you surround yourself with beautiful things you listen to beautiful music if you look at fine art pieces it is actually not just nice but you are raising your frequency and raising your consciousness right and you can see it's a trend today of a degradation or or a very cynical look at the human being so you think you're seeing a lot of distortion or ugliness right um, and I think we should have balance. We shouldn't all focus on just one thing. But it's to me, there's a push to push ugliness in the culture, uh, disharmony and chaos, right? So these are ways that I think people maybe have not thought about energy, 
right? Harmony, harmony doesn't make good news. Disharmony does. <laughs> That's part of right. the reason why. And of course, you know, news is all, you know, all about uh, viewer numbers. You know, they want to get the number of viewers up. So let's bring let's send them some bad news. That's what they want to hear. Let's give it to them. Yeah. So, you know, all of these subjects are connected. And I would say, you know, just in using the Spooky 2 system, you can do things like meditation, which I don't know if a lot of people have thought about that, but it's available. The sets are in there, right? So after you've done your terrain protocol and you've run different things, you might want to try some things like chakra tones or uh, gold. There's some sets for gold in there, very high frequency. So these are some of the things that people may want to try. You can just, you know, quietly sit or even take a nap and run the frequencies maybe on the remote. But you can also do it with meditation. And I'll tell you, you will get a boost doing that. Right. Um, just before we um, end up this uh, summer talk, um, I've mm -hmm. got um, two questions coming. Um, the they're quite long questions, but just um, give me your take on them, please, Masaki. Um, this um, viewer has asked, um, throughout history, there have been authoritative reports of demonic possessions. Uh, the Bible has many instances of Jesus Christ casting out demons. Uh, today, yeah. knowledgeable researchers believe that so-called demons are advanced interdimensional negative energy beings. Uh, they can take over a human mind in order to create the negativity they need to uh, feed on. Yeah. Uh, hypnotherapist Laura Knight Jadzike, uh, wife of uh, theoretical mathematical, uh, mathematical physicist uh, Aka Juice uh, Jadzike, uh, calls these cases Walkins and states that black magicians facilitate them. Uh, th he goes on. Uh, to my consternation, an internationally respected healer and exorcist recently removed what he called a black network of demonic entities from me, the person, um, and all my health problems disappeared. Mm -hmm. He says that in his uh, experience, negative energies are always involved in illness. I have personal knowledge of a number of other light workers being attacked in this way. Uh, can you speak to this hidden or occult side of energy? And can you sure. suggest ways to deal with it? Well, like I said, right, we're moving into a time where it's not going to be always apparent to the naked eye. But I would tell you also, it all boils down to free will. So, yeah, there are a lot of energies and intelligences out there you might even call them you know you can call a spirit maybe a consciousness or influence that's not in the body but this is the this is our space this is the human world right here so we have say what happens here it's only if you consciously or unconsciously open a door to letting those influences in then you start having problems so uh, a common one is drugs and alcohol because you did it by your own volition, right? And they even call alcohol spirits. So if you're, <laughs> if you're drinking to the point, you know, we've all heard, oh, you know, he's not himself. 
he's not himself yeah that's because you drink to a certain point you check out but then the guy was acting crazy at the bar well who was in that who who was doing that you know uh, also uh drugs and i would even include the psychedelics you're changing your frequency but there's a law right it's like the vampire that they can't do anything to you unless you invite them in right so if you change your frequency and people say they're hallucinations right with the psychedelics i would tell you you are actually seeing things but at a different energetic level right you are opening a portal door and you went to a place and some of these places they're like a jungle and it's a jungle far wider than any jungle on earth so by going there you open the door so things can come back they can come back into you and you know a lot of people have had positive experiences with psychedelics and so forth but i would tell you be careful um because it's different for everybody i would i would always all err on the side of caution but i'm saying this because it relates to free will now there are also things like I, we talked about last time where it was just inborn and you might have had some influences from your grandfather or you know it wasn't even your stuff but these kind of karmic things you know you can you can unwind also but you just have to do some self work to do it and so it, 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 would know. it be extra strong sorry for interrupting Masaki would it be extra strong if it was your own mother because you'd have a natural bond there a birth bond? Family, family is always, you know, I think everybody, we have stuff with our family. Because those are, that's your closest personal sphere is the, your first contact with the world. So there's always karmic stuff. But the thing is, is that anger and these kinds of things, they come from uh, when you don't really understand what's going on. If you, if you do enough digging and enough um, self-work, because this is what they call working on your shadow self, right? It's not, it's not fun. But guess what? It's like, you know, just like a spooky detox, you're gonna, you can feel pretty bad or pretty crappy for a little time when you're detoxing. It's like all those things are coming out. It's the same on the energetic level. So that's why a lot of people, they don't want to face it because it's not comfortable. And any kind of traumas and things like that, especially early on in life, they can create cracks in your energetic fields or deep, um, uh, I say, blockages, right? And when they come out and you unblock it, a lot of times you'll re-experience a lot of these emotions that were stuck in there. But the thing is, is you're letting them out. So it's a kind of a purging, right? So it can be done, uh, but I think a lot of people have never even heard of these kinds of things and then also you know the the question was about you know demonic influences um, so forth sometimes it's not even the so-called demonic or whatever they're thought forms see because you create people create these thought forms and everything has a will to survive so sometimes you have these especially very intelligent people sometimes will have these OCD thought loops that thought form is growing and growing and growing and you're feeding it you know so you can wean it off and i went to brazil for like 10 years back and forth brazil very 
you could call it spiritual country. So other people may call it voodoo. There's a lot of stuff going on down there. Some of these uh, religions, I will put it to you this way, relating to the thought form, right? If that spirit did not exist originally, the people can create it to exist because the human being is that powerful. If you have some, you know, the, the santeria or in Brazil, they call it candomble or umbanda. If you have a saint or something, maybe it didn't originally exist, but if you have enough people doing the rituals, you will create it to exist. So that, that's, that's, that's how powerful the mind is. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, person has a second question. Uh, um, the question reads as follows. Um, many of my healer friends report seeing the numbers uh, 11, um, mm-hmm. code on 11, almost everywhere they look or go, on clocks, till receipts, license plates, etc. Uh, numerologists and other aware light workers state that this is the universe whispering in our ears that we're on the right track and that it signifies that our twin flame, which is Plato's idea of the divided soul, is very close to manifesting in our lives. Um, this person uh, says, I've been seeing 11, uh, code on 11, myself a lot recently, and I had a pretty mind-boggling experience with it a couple of days ago. Uh, this would seem to make sense because ascension to fifth uh, density surely requires an undivided soul. Uh, as a numerologist and energy worker, uh, what do you believe is happening here? Well, it's kind of a synchronicity. I think there's not just one meaning because it could mean different things to different people. But I would say that if you, because I have, I think a lot of people have this happen. But if you're having it happen often, you might want to think about what you were thinking or doing right before you saw the number. Okay. You know, yeah. But, you, you know, one, one thing I can tell you is that, um, especially for people going through healing, a lot of, I mean, that involves a lot of people with spooky in the spooky form. Mm. Sometimes you feel really blocked, right? Because um, health problems and disease is not something fun to deal with. But it's a teacher also. And once you start, all, all you need is movement. I would say that all you need is movement. As long as, as, as you see the light at the end of the tunnel or you have a direction. And the more that you get in a positive mind state and start raising your energy, one way that you know that you're on the right track is synchronicities start to happen, you know? And, and um, sometimes people try to overplan things. I think it's good to have a plan, but then you need a little space or a little play to let the unexpected things happen, and that's when the magic happens. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time, Masaki. Uh, everyone you've been listening to, Masaki Miyagawa, He's from akaida.com, that's A-K-A-I-D-A.com. On his website, he does sell some items which he hand makes, and so he's put his heart into every product that he's got on there. Uh, Masaki, thank you so much for your time on our Sama Talk. And uh, viewers, thank you for watching. Goodbye. Thank you.